This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Sunday, May 3rd. It's the first show of Season 7. This is Episode 290. I'm Dan Ellis. Yeah. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Yeah? I'm doing. Sorry. Yeah. You're, you're, you are Mr... Oh, I'm Ryan Duffy. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know who the fuck I am, this is this is kind of clumsy when we're not in the same room together. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, we're not able to look at each other for visual cues. Yeah, I would say it's more clumsy when we're not in the same room. It, it's clumsy <laughs> before, but now it's just worse because we're not in the same room. How you I doing, mean, this man? Is just, oh, I'm doing good. I'm saying this is just a learning experience. So when we get back together in the same room again, we'll be that much better. <laughs> You'd think, but I doubt that'll happen that way. We'll be, we'll be semi-pro by then. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. It's only taken seven years to get there. <laughs> oh, wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing good, though. Doing, uh, doing some yard work. Yeah. Trying to... Uh, vanquish all the weeds and get more grass to grow in the backyard, which is starting to grow finally. Starting oh, yeah. to get grass back there. Well, good. So. And you just seeded the backyard, right? Yeah, I seeded it. And of course, there's still some weeds from last year that didn't get killed completely. So still just pulling those out by hand and making I, sure that the sprinklers are hitting all the areas properly. I have so this... It's coming in right now, but it's patchy. Yeah. Kind of like my hair. Yeah, I used to have, well, I, I was going to say I have this, but I used to have this really cool uh, weeding tool that I would use in the yard. It was just called a weed popper, I think. And it was okay. it was this cool thing that had these like five tines that would poke down, you know, that you would put over the center of a weed and then it had a little like- pedal almost that you would step on it and it would, and then it had this uh, metal shaft that went through uh metal pipe up to the top that so when you stepped on it these metal tines would penetrate the dirt and like pinch around the root of this weed and then you could pull it up and then the top of it up, up at the top where the handle was had a little like push button at the top of this metal really? rod that would slide up and down inside this pipe Just and so you would, yeah so you would you know you'd step on it the tines would penetrate the dirt pinched around the uh, roots of the weed, you'd pull it out and then you could just hit this button on the top this and, and push the metal rod down again and it would just pop the weed out. And after a little bit of practice, you could get really good with it where you would just, you know, put it over a weed, step on it, pull it out, swing it up and pop it in one motion and like fling it, you know, a long way away from you. And I would just start making this pile out somewhere else in the yard or on the sidewalk and then go and pick them up. It was kind of fun, but... I mean, it sounds more advanced than my method of grip it and rip it. <laughs> yeah, well, it was kind of fun. I mean, you didn't, you know, there wasn't any bending over and or getting it down yeah. on your hands and knees and stuff like that. But after a little while, you would get like I 
there were times when I would develop a bruise on my palm just from smacking the button. And, it. Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't very fun, but so what else have you been doing? That's pretty much it. I made two shot glasses yesterday. Ooh, wooden shot glasses. Wooden shot glasses. I just had a, cu- a chunk sitting there. I'm like, oh, I'm turn this into a shot glass while I was doing something else in the garage real quick. Well, something else is drying. And-, and are they standard, like, two-ounce shot glasses? I'll have to measure. Yeah. Um, it looks pretty close, visually doing it. And I made them both the same size. I made two of them both the same depth of a cut in i'm not sure if the flange on top is the exact thing because i did those by hand mm-hmm. but uh i'll have to they're drying right now so i'll have to see if uh if they are two ounces i'll just take one of my two ounce jiggers and see if it it, it matches <laughs> Fancy. Close. Well, that's cool i don't know that i've ever seen a wooden shot glass so i don't know either i can't i can't recall it ever seeing pretty- one before it looked pretty neat because it's made out of a, a thin, a skinny branch of mountain mahogany. Mm-hmm. So it's got the cool wood tone to it. So it's not like it's a, a little piece made out of a giant piece. It's a shot glass made out of a little piece of wood. So it, all the grain is more distinct. Mm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So I and have that's... just been doing some, you know, well, a shit ton of work, of course, regular work that has me just putting in a bunch of overtime and love time that I'm not even recording as overtime because I forget or I've already submitted my time or whatever the case is. But yeah, work has been nuts, of course. Uh, But I did hear that we will be hiring a new person for the team that will be taking over. Currently, I've been doing the job of two people for almost a year now because we haven't <laughs> we haven't been able to fill a position that was vacated by somebody who was there on a temporary basis and so I've been doing both jobs now for almost a year and that's been pretty taxing and I was excited because I was sent a bunch of resumes to review uh you know picked out the best one from the bunch and then ranked everybody else and sent that off to my boss and said you know this person is head and shoulders above the rest of the crowd we should hire this person and she agreed and sent an offer to that person. Everything was rolling along nicely. I was getting excited, updating some documentation, getting ready to train this person once they came aboard. And then I found out Friday that the offer we extended may not be able to work for this person because they don't have enough time in grade uh, in order to move up to the position that we would be hiring them for. So that was discouraging. That part, yeah, that part <laughs> sucks sometimes where you got someone that looks like, I guess, you know, they fully qualified, look great, but they're already in the system, but they haven't been at the position they're in now long enough to even take that position. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was discouraging, but uh, we're hoping that we can still bring that person in. So they're, they're, the position is for a GS7 position. So I'm a, yeah. I'm a 14 and I've been doing the job of a 14 and a seven at the same time, doing all of these, uh, admin assistant stuff, basically like travel for everybody in the branch and, uh, employee reviews and shit like that, that is ordinarily handled by an administrative assistant or executive assistant. Yeah. And so I was hoping that we would get this person in the position that we were hiring for is a seven. The person that we wanted to hire is a six. And we found out that she doesn't have enough time in grade to be moved uh, to a seven. So we're hoping 
if nothing else, that we can bring her over at a six and then get her promoted up to a seven as soon as possible. But it's okay. This position is now a six with a what do you call it? Where you hire them as one, but you get the guaranteed other in a certain time where it's like it's a six up seven. Like yeah, you're, and here's a six now, and once you're in that position for X number of months, it automatically operates to a seven. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what that's called, but that's basically what we're hoping to do. And I don't know, it it sounds like this person would be amenable to that, um, knowing that you know we're trying to get them promoted. But and she's awesome, yeah. like on paper and and in her communications and everything, just head and shoulders above every, all of the other applicants that we reviewed. So. Hopefully I know we're able out. to do that in the fire department when we want to not waiver. We can technically waiver a few things, mm-hmm. but if they don't meet them, they can't take that grade. So we'll hire them as a lower grade. Then once they meet those requirements, they automatically uh, get bumped up. Yeah. Just bump them up as soon as you possibly yeah. can. So it's yeah. like, Oh, once you have all your licenses on these vehicles and you have this cert and this cert and this cert, and you've gone through this program, then we can bump you to a seven. But until you have that, you can't be bumped up. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been in my upstairs bathroom. I know Matt has. Because no. Matt stayed the night one night and, you know, that's that's basically, it turns into the guest bathroom because it's next to the a couple of the guest rooms upstairs. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I think, the only room in the house that has never been remodeled or upgraded at all. Oh, shit. Like, it's, it's terrible in there it's fucking awful <laughs> like it's this it's old the old, time old capsule oh yeah totally like the wallpaper is fucking terrible it has this border that is like yarn that is hot glued onto this wallpaper that exists in there it's just awful the the bathtub is really old I mean, the sinks and counter are really old and when they were first installed to the counter and sinks they did this weird thing where the sinks are mounted under the counter and then okay. like the attached yeah attached to the bottom of the counter but the count either the counter wasn't installed very well or one of the sinks wasn't installed very well either way they had to cut out a notch in the counter in order to get the faucet oh. from one of the sinks to fit up into there it's just it's uh, it's awful, right? I've updated yeah. some things in there, like I I changed the light fixtures out because they were old, and we've talked about those on the show. Like I went through this whole thing of trying to find replacements or or matches to fix the existing lights that were in there because they were this cool old like antique porcelain stuff, but I couldn't find globes to match. Anyway, so I've upgraded the lights in there, and I was able to hire somebody to install a new toilet, which was pretty cool. Because the toilet that was in there was just one of the old tiny little round ones. And it's set in this little notch out in the bathroom that you can, that's barely wide enough to even sit in there. <laughs> and then <laughs> the toilet was so small that, I, oh, Taylor has bed. also, yeah, Taylor and Sandra have also stayed here and had to use that bathroom. And Taylor actually came down and asked one time, he's like, I, uh, can, is, is, can I use a different toilet for... For number two, because it's just that toilet is so small, it's a real pain to try to use it. Uh, So, yeah. So, any future house guests will be very excited to know that we replaced that toilet. I found a company that uh, had an ad going to replace it with a brand new nice toilet that has an ad online of them flushing, like, 
a seven seven pounds of salad down this what? toilet all at the same time. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing toilet, dude. It's fucking awesome. Um, but it's an elongated bowl and everything, and I'm sure this is thrilling our listeners, but it's, I'm just really excited <laughs> about it because it was such a good deal. I had somebody come out and actually install it for a total out the door of two ninety nine for this brand new awesome toilet and to have it professionally installed. Like I didn't have to do anything other than call someone and pay them to do it. So I figured that would be the price of the toilet. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, when I saw the ad, I was like, well, this must be a typo. And I called them and they're like, no, yeah, we got a surplus order and this is great. And you know, we business is slow. So we're trying to get more people signed up. And then of course, like most, uh, service companies that come to your house lately you know they offer plumbing heating air conditioning electrical some of them combine all of those and then they all try to get their foot in the door and then sign you up for like an annual maintenance plan yeah that's where they make a lot of their money um and so they you know they'll have these promotions that they mail out so then they send out mailers for that they get people into the door that then you'll hopefully sign up for their annual programs and stuff but I'm already signed Which up with another I, company. <laughs> I like honest handymen that work for these companies sometimes. Because mm-hmm. when I had the new HVAC system put in my house, the guy said, he goes, yeah, we got this thing where it's like 80 bucks a year. We come out, we put a new filter in for you. We clean the system and all that. But he goes, honestly, just change the filter yourself every six months. And like maybe every two or three years have us come out and do a deep clean on it. And that's only like 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, aren't you supposed to be selling me on this $80 a year thing versus saying you don't need to have it deep cleaned every year. Oh, as long yeah. as you change your filters is like, yeah, <laughs> I actually just changed my filters yesterday. Yeah. So I've been, I've been doing little things in there to try to spruce up the bathroom. You know, I've changed out the lights. Now I got a new toilet in there. I got a new, I installed a new shower head with a wand and hose and everything and put a new shower caddy in there. Had a plumber come in and uh, snake the drain in the tub. And that all went well. The, the fixtures on the tub, I'm sure are original from when the house was built. And they're, they're so sensitive. Like you can barely move the knob at all and just, a torrent of water will come out of the tap. It's just, it's fucking unbelievable how little you have to move the knobs at all for like all of the water pressure in the city to come streaming into my house (laughs) at the same time. So I've, I've thought about trying to replace them, but the, the guy that I had snake the drain in the tub said that if I try to replace those and something goes wrong, like if there's, you know, a, uh, uh, part of the pipe that breaks off because it's old and rusted or whatever, as they're trying to replace this, then they would have to knock out a, a, the wall behind the tub to even get to yeah. it because they didn't put an access into there whenever they made the bathroom and everything. So that wouldn't be fun. Yeah. So that'll have to wait until I remodel or it breaks and then I have to do whatever to fix it anyway. So he said, until it's a, an actual problem, like it stops functioning or you have a leak, I wouldn't bother with it because you know, if you do it now and something goes wrong, then it's going to be much more expensive. And if you're going to remodel, just wait until you do it then anyway. So that was good. And the guy who came out, um, you know, when I contacted the company to set up the appointment, uh, it was pretty cool. They, they went through this like long checklist of, okay, are you or anybody in your family, 
uh, currently sick at all? Do any of you have a fever? Oh, nice. Do you have a cough? Do you have, you know, are you feeling well? Have you traveled anywhere outside of your city within the last two weeks? Um, you know, went through this long list of questions for me. And then they also said, you know, while our technician is there, we would appreciate it if you wore a mask. Um, if you can't do that, then we can refer you to another company. <laughs> like they didn't even want to send their guy out unless they were it sure that he would be good. Good to hear that they're taking the precautions like that because. Like I went to home to uh, Lowe's to go grab the lawn supply stuff so I can finish stuff up. And I know I probably don't need to go to Lowe's, but guess what? If I don't take care of it in the spring, it ain't going to be there for the summer. Mm-hmm. But I had my mask on and everything. But walking around the store, I noticed majority of the employees there weren't wearing masks. Some were, some weren't. None of the cashiers were. Yeah. Maybe 25% of the people shopping there were. And I was like, if I see one employee wearing a mask, I would imagine it should be mandatory for them all to wear a mask while interacting with customers. Oh, yeah. You would think that they should all be doing it, not just for their safety, but for the safety of all of the customers as well. Yeah. But they weren't. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I go to the grocery store and everyone, all the employees at the grocery store were wearing them. Hmm. But not Lowe's. And it was actually quite busy yesterday. It was Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard the hardware stores are, are fucking crazy packed and it will be worse tomorrow since Utah's moving from red to orange as far as restrictions go. Um, but yeah, when the technician showed up, I mean, he had gloves, he had a mask on, he tried to stay as far away from me as possible. And like even signing his tablet for the service and everything, like he would do whatever on the tablet and ask me questions and set it down and walk away. And then I would go to the tablet and touch whatever. And, you know, and the, the person, when I called and set up the appointment said, you know, our technicians will be wearing shoe coverings, uh, gloves, masks. They clean all of their equipment in between each and they clean and disinfect all of their equipment and tablets in between every visit. Um, yeah, so it, it went pretty well. I was, I was impressed. Uh, and we have some stories, about masks and social distancing and all of that that we'll get to on the other side of this little break. Hey, everybody, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. We have the Latter-day Lesbian Podcast. It's the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm-hmm. And so we do that every week on a podcast, don't we? We do. You're supposed to jump in. Sorry. Just jump in any time. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. We are available on your favorite podcast app. Just uh, look for Latter-day Lesbian, where your favorite podcast can be heard. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Hey, Diaz, heard you guys needed help from some real heroes. Please. Firefighters are basically just EMTs who all live together and sleep in bunk beds. Correction. It's a professional multi-tiered shared sleeping setup. You're describing bunk beds. Just get the people out of the elevator. Don't worry. Fire department is on the job. Hear that, Jeffords? We're going to die in here. We're marked for death. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So before we started recording, which would also be before we went to our first break, Ryan yeah. mentioned that he had a question for me or, or had a thought or something. What? And we didn't yeah. cover it in the first yeah. thing because I totally forgot. So I'm sorry. What was, the, what was it that you were thinking of or had a question about? So, my question is, is social media 
worse for us than it is positive? Is it driving us more towards the uh, documentary idiocracy or is it doing better for us? Because <laughs> I know there's dumb fucks out there. I know people are stupid. Don't listen to stuff. But I almost feel like it's amplifying the shittery by other people getting to see other people's shittery and being like, yeah, I agree with that fucking thing. You think it's stupid. <laughs> I guess I guess it, it depends on it, uh, you would it would have to be a more narrow question I think and this is well, you, so think, you surprised me I'm, with this question right this isn't yeah 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 like we you, you had mentioned that you had a question and I asked if you were going to keep it a secret and surprise me or if you wanted to let me know and yeah. you said no you wanted to talk about it on the fly and so I guess yeah it would, it would have to be a more narrow question I think because my thought is People spend more time on Facebook or Twitter and they just gather their information they see in their little closed off bubble on social media mm -hmm. instead of seeing something and then going to the rest of the fucking internet to see, is that even true? Yeah. Not even, not even looking it up, not even going to see, oh, is that true or not? No, my friend Bill shared that. It must be true, even though he has no clue where the fuck it came from. <laughs> Like, I'm not going as, like, the internet as a whole yeah. could be a negative influence, but just social media where people ignore the rest of the fact that they can research this shit and look it up like, oh, is that real? I know my my bias wants to believe that, but is it real? I I think that's I think it's a good question and it's a good discussion the the people should be having, and I think a lot of people are having that discussion. Um, I, and I think there are a few different ways to mitigate some of the damages or harms that come from that. And for all their flaws, I think some of the social media companies are trying to institute some changes to make things a little bit better. Um, you know, where, whether it's uh, Facebook's policy of not allowing or, you know, their stated policy anyway of not allowing misinformation and yeah. lies and, every and stuff once like all, that. I do see a fact check put below the person's post. Mm -hmm. I see that pop up every now and again. Mm -hmm. And the post has been deep false. Yeah. And, and a lot of that comes from members of the community, you know, people who use those social media platforms, uh, having a means to report and flag whatever posts as misinformation or lies or, or what have you. And then having somebody at the social media organization or, or who runs the social media being able to, to then go through and determine if it is in fact misinformation or lies. Um, and, and I think there, there have been some steps taken toward making that a better thing to make the process smoother, to make it easier for people to do that, to make it more equitable. But then you get people complaining that, oh, well, they're just, they're just stifling our opinions and our, and you know, they're, yeah. they're not allowing us to do this and them doing that now is fake news. And, and that's all bullshit. But, and, and I think what the social media companies should be doing is rather than capitulating to people who are just blatant dumb fucks, you know, let them, let them whine and fucking complain because they're too fucking stupid to understand any differently anyway. And eventually they'll calm down because their attention span isn't that very long either. Yeah. You know, if they, if I mean, they can institute real change that is equitable, that does weed out misinformation, then I think that's a definite good thing. And I, I, I was thinking about this cause I was, 
it's a guy I know, and he had posted this thing out saying the screenshot that he got from somewhere else, where it's just the one where it says CDC drops half of their cases because they weren't related to COVID-19. I'm like, what? So I go on the CDC's website, can't find it. And I, I, I grab a screenshot that I took myself on my cell phone, a screen grab from my cell phone. And I'm like, no, here's the CDC site. They're still saying there's, what, 60, 67,000 deaths in the United States, not 37,000. So where are you getting this from? He goes, oh, it came from the CDC. Here's the screen grab. I'm like, it doesn't say CDC anywhere on that screenshot. <laughs> you got that from somewhere else. So I did a little more research on it. It's like, oh, that screenshot you got is actually from uh, the group that does the accounting on death certificates, which can be as much as eight weeks behind. So eight weeks ago, that was accurate, mm. but not today. He goes, well, I still think the CDC is, is, doing, isn't, is changing their numbers so that way it will reflect the actual amount of deaths instead of this inflated number. I'm like, Nowhere on the CDC's website does it fucking say that. <laughs> I'm like, I've looked all over it to try to verify. Like, I'm looking for this to see if you're right or wrong. I, or just this post. And the amount of people in there defending him and him to go, well, no, well, here it is. I'm like, you didn't take that screen grab. You got that from somewhere else. Nowhere on it does it say it came from the CDC website. Nowhere is there a website listed on it. So you're telling me this came from the CDC with no proof, but the person that you grabbed it from said it. So yeah. Like, yeah. And that's just, that's people not understanding how to use any bit of critical thinking at all. No, no skepticism, no critical thinking. And those are skills that they probably weren't taught in school or they were and are just really bad at it. I don't know, but I think we definitely need to get better at teaching people how to, to use critical thinking skills and skepticism in order to ferret out what is actually true and, and how to fact yeah. check information and that you shouldn't rely on only one source and you should, yeah, you know, you should always try to find multiple sources for information and see if they're all reporting the same thing to ensure that it's accurate as, or at least as accurate as it can be. Right. Everybody's going to yeah. allow their own bias to creep in and, and report different aspects of a story that they think are more important, but you need to be able to vet the information to make sure that it's as accurate as possible. And like, I think I've, I've been, I've, I've okay. heard it said a couple of times, why are we letting, Dr. Fauci control our economy. <laughs> like he's not. He is our leading guy on viral disease epidemiologist or whatever you call it. I'm like, he's that subject matter expert. It yeah. just so happens that his say has a little bit of, you know, leverage in what's going to go on with the economy because it's in his wheelhouse right now. He's not saying close down the economy. That's just kind of a casualty of this whole thing. Yeah. But he's not in charge of the economy. He's not making economic decisions. Yeah. He's just telling you, if you let people out in public in mass, they're all going to die. <laughs> and you don't seem to want to believe that for whatever, like you're using motivated reasoning to try to pick apart this stuff. And then you're making false claims and using hyperbole. <laughs> there are a lot of, really bad logical errors that people make all the time. Um, myself included. I try to weed them out as possible. I need to get a weed popper from my brain <laughs> to, <laughs> to get rid of those things as, as much as I possibly can. But you know, everybody yeah. brings their own biases to any, to each yeah. and every con uh, conversation and interaction with everybody. It's, but it's, 
in understanding that we have those person biases. yeah it's the an understanding that we have those biases and trying to recognize them and trying to mitigate those biases as much as we can when interacting with other people to really just relay factual information yeah and there are a lot of people who aren't honest brokers in that in the first place you know there are people who participate in any conversation or interaction with a definite agenda they're not they're seeking facts and information and trying to promote truth. They're there trying to promote a particular narrative for whatever reason, you know, whether it's personal gain or notoriety or whatever, but. Or I want this to be true. Therefore it is. Yeah. Yeah. Motivated reasoning. Yeah. There's, I mean, stuff like that happens all the time and it's, and it's, it's something that really the only way we can combat it is to try to better educate people, uh, to try to call it out when we see it. Um, and then, trying to bring social media companies on board to create better policies and then enforce them equitably and equally across the board for everybody. And uh, that kind of brings me to one of the stories that I was, that I have in our queue here to talk about. Um, and that's that David Icke was booted off of oh. Facebook because he is a wild wingnut conspiracy theorist who, yeah, believes in you know shadow governments and lizard people and alien invasion like every weird conspiracy theory you can think of yeah and if i'm correct the 5g conspiracy theory started with him i don't know if it started with him but he's certainly been uh promoting i thought that for sure i thought he was one of the guys that originated the whole 5G conspiracy theory thing. And then people like Alex Jones took off with it. And of course, and other smaller people took off with it. For some reason, I thought he was pretty close to the origin of that uh, conspiracy theory. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I just don't know if, if that's, if it's true that he's the one who started it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that he was right at the forefront of it. It wouldn't also, it also wouldn't surprise me if he did start it. I just don't know if that's true or not. Okay. Um, I might need some more research, <laughs> but yeah, he was, he was kicked off Facebook. Um, some of the examples of the bullshit that he's been spreading, uh, were, uh, he did a YouTube interview where he claimed that a Jewish group was behind, uh, spreading coronavirus. Uh, he, oh, made an, he made an Instagram post I, where he did falsely claim that 5g mobile networks left people unable to absorb oxygen. <laughs> That's he, the first I've heard of that one. Yeah, he created a YouTube video where he falsely claimed it was not possible to catch a virus from shaking hands. Uh, he posted on Twitter uh, that Germany was moving to legalize rape for Muslim men. Oh, like he's 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 a fucking nutter. He's That's absolutely yeah. insane and pa- has paranoid delusions. Like he's. He needs some serious mental help, um, and I hope he gets it. Well, but he, he was kicked off Facebook, and then I saw yesterday that he has also been banned from YouTube now. Yeah, I saw that one. I didn't see the Facebook. I saw the, the YouTube one. And if I'm not mistaken, I used to watch a lot of those conspiracy theory shows because they're fun. <laughs> even though me watching them and probably contributed to their ratings and being like, look, people like this. And promotes it, adds um, it into the algorithm, and then it starts feeding you more of that stuff, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it, to me, it's entertaining, and I'm about, I've am i always liked to look at, like, subcultures, I guess, which is also bad when you're at a 
uh, a thing about active shooters. And for some reason, I knew all the names of the people he was talking about before he said them. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about how active shooters usually research other active shooters. I'm like, no, that's not how this works with me. <laughs> that's like, not what I'm this doing. I also research them. <laughs> And he ain't shot nobody. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, there's a there's an interesting it, new podcast from New York Times called Rabbit Hole, and it talks about how oh, people yeah. get sucked into, uh, you know, watching thousands and thousands of hours of conspiracy theory stuff like this, and they, you know, because of YouTube's uh, algorithms selecting what to show people next and what to put in their yeah. sidebar as what they may be interested in does get them sucked down into these rabbit holes and uh, ends up radicalizing a lot of different people. It's a really no, no, cool podcast. Which I believe that because it well, it, it closes your bubble in. Yeah. But I, I remember one of the things I had seen, I'm pretty sure it was David Icke, where he was so paranoid the government was coming after him that he was actually like traveling around the country living in a like a stealth van as his like headquarters. Because he, he had to, he had to stay on the move. Because the government was, was after him. Because the government was after him, so he couldn't stay in one place very long. Because they were after him for his ideas, and he knew too much, so he had to stay on the move. Because he was so close to all these conspiracy <laughs> theories. That well, I'm like, hold my fuck. Yeah, it's funny that the government has all of this power to carry out all of these nefarious deeds and coordinate among all of these different agencies and individual people, yet they can't seem to find one fucking lone whack job putting this shit on fucking YouTube, for Christ's sake. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) It's like, like, have you listened to yourself, you fucking idiot? Jesus. That's why he had a stealth fan. He was he probably put tinfoil on the inside of it. <laughs> Nobody can see you if you got tinfoil around you. It just reflects everything. Light, <laughs> rational thought. <laughs> but for some reason I can make a cell phone call from inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was glad to see that they removed him. So yeah, I don't know. I think I think social media is a net good and I think it's getting better. You know, it can you imagine how are like, and this is, this is actually kind of funny. I ended up having a long ish discussion with the guy who was installing my toilet. Um, you know, because it was when he was all done and I was signing stuff on his tablet and everything. And we were doing the social distancing, passing it back and forth or moving back and forth to the tablet to, yeah. to do whatever. And he said, you know, he, he said something about, you know, he had seen something on social media that he thought was nuts and that he, you know, that, he understood the reasons why people were excited to restart the economy or whatever and was sympathetic to them. But he, he himself still felt that it was too early. And he said, you know, I mean, you can take a look at what we're doing here as a company to try to keep people safe. Yeah. And, you know, we can't just have, you know, everybody out pretending that they can act like they used to before this thing was around. Um, and he said, but can you imagine how things would have been and how much more isolated people had to have felt or would have felt if we didn't have the internet and social media, like how much different would the world look during this time? If, if these technologies were not available to us, I mean, it definitely does help people connect. I, I guess I also, I always see the, the worst outcome in things. And I look at (laughs) like the acceleration of anti-vax, anti-vaxxers, 
uh-huh. that has grown because of social media and YouTube or flat earthers or just crazy fucking nut jobs that there might not be as many of them if we didn't have this shit. But I guess you got to take the shit with it. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think the other thing to keep in mind too, is that, you know, the, the loudest voices aren't necessarily representing a majority of of thought among people, right? You can have somebody who has a really loud voice and social media has allowed them an almost equal platform as far as initial initial uh, ability to relate their message to anybody and then it's just yeah. you know people who are willing to listen to them that provides them on a larger and larger platform and you know other people with existing platforms using their platform to promote other people the the gains there you know the bumps up their platform um but initially you know it's kind of leveled the playing field initially but then it also gives rise to voices that are on one extreme or the on one end of the extreme or the other that it doesn't represent a majority of opinion it's just a loud yeah. opinion and the sometimes those voices get amplified even by people who are well intentioned in trying to explain why that person is wrong it still gives them uh more attention i guess um and, and allows them to promote their message a little more. It's, it's kind of a hard line to walk sometimes when you are dealing with somebody who is so obviously completely wrong about something and is spreading misinformation that you don't want to provide them even more airtime and get more people to look at their stuff if it's harmful. But you do need to be able to say this person is doing something that's harmful. So I don't know. It's it's a delicate balancing act, and I think yeah. on the whole, there are more intelligent people than the the loonies that we see online all the time. And it's just that they have a loud voice and easy access for people to to look at the dumb things they're saying. And maybe I see more of the loonies and crazies because I like to jump down those rabbit holes sometimes, and I'm like, people are fucking stupid. <laughs> well and that's definitely the case i mean there are a lot of really fucking dumb people out there uh i made a post on facebook earlier in the week where uh, a friend of mine on facebook had posted it was like a list of recent polling as far as you know uh biden versus trump in different states um you yeah know, like the name of the poll when it was taken the difference between them and if it was polling uh, you know, if it was Trump versus Biden or Democrats versus Republicans or um, God, what were some of the other things? But it was basically just it was kind of a sampling of all of the most recent polls and all of it showed, you know, a definite swing for people um, wanting to vote for Biden over Trump. You know, he was leading in almost he was leading in everything listed on this page for all of these recent uh, polling averages or for all of these recent polls and I listed them all individually. Um, and the one that stood out was Utah where the yeah. only, the only, uh, polling on this page that showed Trump with any lead at all recently was Utah. And it was Trump up by quite a bit, especially when compared to all of these other States around us. And I just made, I, you know, I posted that and said, I'm surrounded by, bigoted dumb fucks because <laughs> we are like Utah is full of a bunch of bigoted dumb fucks do in, I would say it 
if not, it's definitely not exclusively due to the LDS church, but they are probably the majority of why we have so many bigoted dumb fucks here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm not even going to try to defend the Mormon church in this. <laughs> like, like just the ideas they promote and the things they have said and done both historically and con- and contemporaneously are harmful. They're really bad for a lot of particularly underprivileged, underserved minority groups. And the LDS church doesn't give a shit. And it's adherents are, you know, more than eager to start banging the drum of whatever nonsense the church is choosing to spout from the pulpit. It's pretty disgusting, actually. Yeah. But so, but yeah, I'm already settled here, so I can't leave. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want you to leave. That'd, that'd be sad and, and, and bad. It'd make me not happy. I um, know. <laughs> but we have, we'll, we'll talk more about the coronavirus and leave you with some happy news on the other side of this little break. Yay. Hi, this is Regina Tippetts. I'm a licensed professional counselor. You can find me at Secular Therapy Project or rctcounseling.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. May I ask you a question? Of course. What are Quakers' thoughts on all the chaos in the world? How do you mean? Gaza, Syria, Florida. You know, are you angry about all that? And what about all the butting heads? Jews and Muslims, Christians? What do you think about them? We wish them all the best. Oh, come on. You have an opinion. If you bottle up all that anger, you're going to have an embolism. Maybe you should be angry. You know, why are you so laid back? Is this a pot thing? You know, I mean, I feel like you're trying to sell me a condo that on the outside looks nice, but then on the inside, there's like no floors and just some rat riding around on an electric wheelchair. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So there have been some changes to the coronavirus numbers this week. There are uh, many of the numbers, though they, the, they are overall increasing, uh... I was encouraged to see that some of the numbers are coming down, which is good. Um, I still think it's way too late or way too early to be reopening. But so total cases that we had last week for coronavirus globally were 3,553,313. This week, uh, that number is 2,982,647,000, which is a difference of 570,666, which means that that difference is down from last week's difference of, okay, let me start over. I so, think we have those backwards. So, well, no, it that's right. So the, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. the difference yeah, okay. in numbers... So the difference in numbers. So if we look at the total number of cases this week versus the total number of cases last week, right? Yep. Um, and that number, the difference between the two last week was 626,000, which means that, you know, during that week, the total number went up 626,000. Yep. 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 I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And so this week, that number still went up, but it went up by 570,000. 
instead of 620,000. Uh, so it was a reduction in overall growth globally of 55,506 versus the prior week. So yeah, the, the curve is flattening. It's, it's, it's flattening globally, which is good. And yeah, we would like to see that trend continue uh, here nationally. The total number of cases is 1,182,615. Total number of cases last week was 980,764 for a difference of 201,831, which is down 43,587 from last week's difference of 245,418. So last week it had grown by 245. This week it grew by 201. And so that number is also coming down, but the only thing that sucks about that number uh-huh. is within, I would say five or six days, we will have 1 million more cases than the next leading country. Oh yeah. Yeah. Globally, our numbers are, are nationally, our numbers are fucking shit compared to other nations yeah. because we've had such a terrible federal response to this. And at the state level, it hasn't been much better for a lot of different States. You know, Florida is fucking awful. Their, their governor there, Ron DeSantis is a fucking moron and has allowed the disease to run wild, like wildfire through his state. And a lot of these States are opening way too early. So yeah, the the purpose of me talking about these numbers and I you know we started this last week I think was the first week or the yeah. week or the week before yeah. but I wanted to be able to kind of compare and contrast each week as different events unfold while we're going through this pandemic to see the impact of those things right so we can see that the curve is flattening some of the numbers are coming down as far as overall growth and that's a good thing week over week the numbers have come down over the last 2 weeks and that's encouraging it does not mean, though, that we should start opening things up because they ha- they no. are coming down precisely because we've had a lot of communities who are implementing strict social distancing, stay-at-home orders, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen, I'm afraid, is that because we're trying to start the economy back up again and states are reopening businesses and loosening restrictions, is that I believe we'll see these numbers go up again. It may not be next week, yeah. but I would imagine that within two weeks' time, these numbers will go back up because we know that people can be carriers of the virus for two weeks in some cases yeah. before they show any kind, of symptom, any kind of symptoms and that would require them to go get tested or anything. And in that time, they can still be spreading it to people. And if we're opening things back up and allowing people to spread this around to a lot more people, that's going to be a real problem. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to say is that to really know the effects of opening, we're going to have to wait two to three weeks before we know if it was actually safe or not. Yeah, absolutely. And the other part of this that's particularly disconcerting is when you see states and communities uh, in, within those states, um, like Oklahoma, where yeah. There are people who are protesting and it's not just Oklahoma. There are, there are protests going on all over the place and people threatening boycotts or threatening store employees because these stores are telling their customers that 
you know, in order to shop here, you have to wear a mask. And we've seen a lot of pushback on that sometimes through threats of violence. Uh, This story comes to us from NBC News. The headline is Oklahoma City ends face mask rule for shoppers after store employees are threatened. Story says that the mayor of an Oklahoma City amended an emergency declaration requiring customers to wear face masks while inside businesses after store employees were threatened with violence. Stillwater Mayor Will Joyce announced the change Friday afternoon, less than 24 hours after the declaration took effect. Quote, In the short time beginning on May 1, 2020, that face coverings have been required for entry into stores, restaurants, store employees have been threatened with physical violence and showered with verbal abuse, City Manager Norman McNichol said in a statement. In addition, there has been one threat of violence using a firearm. End quote. Joyce said in a series of tweets that he expected some pushback on requiring face masks, but did not think there would be physical confrontations with employees and threatening phone calls to City Hall. Quote, I hate that our businesses and their employees had to deal with abuse today, and I apologize for putting them in that position, the mayor wrote. I am not the kind of person who backs down from bullies, but I also will not send someone else to fight the battle for me, he added in a second tweet. Which <clears throat> is... Nice. I mean, it's it's a nice thought that he doesn't want to put other people in harm's way. But I think capitulating and caving in to the demands of terrorists is a fucking terrible way yeah. to go about doing business and making things better for people, right? You're, because now you actually are putting your employees in harm's way, possibly. Yeah, and you're rewarding people for their terroristic behavior. Yeah. You're saying that, oh, this is a thing we're going to do until and unless you provide some sort of threat of physical violence, and then we'll change our minds. That encourages bad behavior. Yeah, that store saying, no, our employees are required to wear face masks, and so are our customers. If you don't want to shop here because of our rules to shop here, you can shop somewhere else. Yeah. What is the difference there in... I mean, we, there are signs in businesses across the United States that say, no shoe, no shirt, no shoes, yeah. no service. Yeah. And that's just because people don't want to see your bare feet and have your bare feet tracking through a store or to see half of your naked body tracking through the store. They want you to be clothed fully in public. And people do that all the time. It's not like they threaten violence if they have to wear shoes in a store or have to wear a shirt yeah. in a store. Now they're being told, I mean, granted, no shirt, I don't like to no wear shoes shoe- all the time. Yeah, well, but now they're being told, no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. And the yeah. mask is a step too far. And the, the part that bothers me the most about this, or, or that the threats are, of course, what bothers me most. The other part of oh, this yeah. that really bothers me, though, is that the masks are in place for everyone's protection. It's not just a, yeah. I don't want to see your bare feet or your bare chest. I am trying to protect both my employees and my customers by saying that everybody needs to wear masks. And that's what people are freaking out about. They're freaking out about having to wear a mask. That is a policy that's being put in, put in place and implemented to keep people safe or to try to help yeah. keep them safer to not spread the disease as much. And people are freaking the fuck out about it. If, and, and, then we have mayors of cities who are caving in to terroristic threats from people 
because they don't want to wear a fucking face mask that will help other people stay safe. That's and just the wrong way to go. Probably about make it. others feel more comfortable shopping there. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. As a business owner. And that's just the other thing too, is that the people that are doing these protests are the same fucking assholes who, who are the, you know, Gadsden flag waving libertarian. Uh-huh. I, you know, I should be able to do what I want. Businesses should be able to do what I, the gay people, you know, bakers shouldn't have to make cakes for gay people. That's all just, it's the store owner's right to refuse business to people. They're the same fucking assholes who are now protesting, having to wear a mask to keep people safe. Yeah. Because they're inconsistent, dumb fucks. Because they don't like to play well with society. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, everything is for me and fuck everybody else. I got mine, fuck you. Or I'm going to try to get mine and fuck you. <laughs> Dumb it, fucks on social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, and we should mention too that um, the prior segment that we had at the end of it, you and I just had a, longish conversation about stuff kind of continuing yeah. the theme of that prior segment that will be made available to our Patreon patrons. I think that's, I think we went on for like another 20, 25 minutes, something like that. I um, think it, it felt like, like, I don't know. It's almost, it's four o'clock already. Yeah. Yeah. We've been recording for a while and we had a, we had a nice longer ish conversation about that, that I'll include for our Patreon employ- er, employees, employees, <laughs> <laughs> our, our Patreon employees patrons. All wear masks. <laughs> yes. If you're going to be listening to the show, I hope you're wearing a fucking mask while you're doing it. <laughs> um, no, but that'll be included for our Patreon patrons, um, as a, as an extended version of the show. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I think caving into these people is just awful. Uh, one of my Facebook friends, Jerry, actually lives in this community. The, the mayor who did this is her mayor, and she made a comment about, you know, living in this, in this part of Oklahoma has been pretty rough. Um, that, you know, people there are hugely racist, homophobic, basically bigoted in every terrible way that you can think of. And that Trump's presidency has just enabled and encouraged them to be their true and awful selves more in public. Yeah. And Which I think we've, we've talked about that before, how, I mean, we all know these racist people have always been around, but just Trump emboldened them to be more public about their racism. Yeah, he's the enabler is, in chief. Which is good and bad. At least now we know who they are. Yeah, they've so taken we, their so masks. just shut the fuck up. Yeah, they've taken their masks off. But which, you know, as a white person is good because then I know not to associate with them, but yeah, then it also, you know, highlights for minority groups, how many more people they need to be concerned about, how much more afraid yeah. they should be to be themselves. And that's like sad. we're, we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Even though these groups hate atheists, we don't have to wear that on our sleeve every day. It's not our skin color. Yeah. Someone it's, can't look at you and go, oh, you're an atheist. But if you're of a ethnic minority, they can look at you and discriminate you just because of the way you look. Right. Yeah, being an atheist isn't an immutable characteristic that somebody can immediately spot about you, right? It's yeah. not like I have the word atheist tattooed on my forehead. I usually am wearing atheist shirts or hats or pins or, you know, a bumper sticker or a license plate on my car or whatever. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's pretty apparent for most people everywhere I go all the time that I'm an atheist, but 
it doesn't have to be. It's something that I could hide away from the world and nobody would know. And I can, I can go out in public with my partner and not have a problem, you know, not, not have anybody have an issue with me being an atheist or anything like that. Like I can, I can express love and affection for my same sex partner without fear of reprisals from anybody. Which is, you know, when people say, you know, atheists are the most hated, they can't, but we're also not the most visible. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite shows probably of all, of all time is Schitt's Creek. And the most recent season was their final season. You know, they, they did six seasons. That was it. But it's just, it's a, beautiful, fantastic, funny, heartwarming, loving show. And the, the season. So the, the second to end the second show, second to last show, Jesus Christ, second to last (laughs) show of this season and of the entire series. Um, I, so the show right before it ended. Yeah. I, I cried (laughs) and cried and cried. Like it wasn't the, it wasn't the, show finale it was the episode before the finale and i cried a ton and then i almost dreaded watching the season finale for two reasons first because then that would mean that you know the show's over there aren't i'm not ever going to see another new episode of schitt's creek and then i thought that if i you know had cried so much at the episode before certainly (laughs) the finale is going to be worse (laughs) And that didn't turn out to be true. I did cry during the finale, but not as much as I did during the prior episode. And then they also did this kind of, um, not really reunion, but kind of a behind the scenes hour long special about Schitt's Creek, just talking to cast members and creators and everything. Yeah. How they liked working on it, making of it. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of interviewing them and talking to them about their experience working on the show, how they got, you know, how they initially started the show, the ideas behind it, how they developed the characters and the sets and costuming and all of that. And it's this hour long thing. And I cried more during that than I did (laughs) the episode that I had watched before the finale. And it was, I think one of the most beautiful things about that show and they highlighted it in this hour long behind the scenes kind of thing is that they talked about how uh, Daniel Levy's character, David is, is they, they weren't heavy handed in trying to preach to anybody that you can be gay and that's fine and normal. Right. It was just, they didn't, they didn't discuss his having a male partner and eventual husband in the show as you know, it, it should be my right to be a gay person and to live the way I do. And you shouldn't be judging me. It wasn't heavy handed at all. It was just, this is the way life can be. If you aren't a judgmental fucking prick to people, if you just allow people to love who they love and how beautiful and wonderful the world can be. And it wasn't heavy handed at all. It was just, this is how we live our lives and there's no judgment. There's no, there's no bigotry. Yeah. It's just, this is the way it is and it's wonderful and it's warm and loving. And, and this is how the rest of the world could be. If you just let go of your bigoted notions of things. And it was just a beautiful thought. And they read part of a letter that, um, this mama dragons group had sent to the show and to Daniel Levy. And it was just, God, I, I just, started crying even harder. It was just, it was, it's a great show. And I think more people should be watching it. If you, if you haven't seen Shit's Creek, you should see it. 
I haven't seen the last season, but now I'll go watch it. That's good. I love that show. I am sad that there will be no more new episodes, but I'm also happy to know that, you know, in today's age, I can go back and watch any episode anytime I want. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty great. It's a, it's an awesome, awesome show. Um, Thank you, internet. <laughs> thanks, internet. <laughs> uh, before we go, our last story tonight, or of this episode, it's not nighttime. Jesus, it's been a long week, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm just fucking up left and right. <laughs> the last thing that we wanted to talk about today, we wanted to share some some happy news or a happy story that's oh, yeah. just kind of fun. So aside from the Shit's Creek. Yeah, aside from the Shit's Creek thing, uh, I discovered this guy on YouTube yesterday from from people sharing it out on Facebook. Uh, it's a person whose YouTube account is West Tank. That's W-E-S as a first name, T-A-N-K as a last name. You can find it on YouTube, I'm sure, very easily by just looking for West Tank. But he appears to be this kind of just frumpy British guy who... Phenomenon. Who raps uh, Dr. Seuss books to various... To Dr. Dre beats. Yeah, to Dr. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And he finds these tunes that he, I mean, they're, they're obviously customized tracks in the background, but it's, it's the same beats that are used in these popular songs. And he customizes them and tweaks them a little bit for different segments of the book, but it's just amazing. I wanted to play a bit of this so everybody can kind of understand what we're talking about and then, and then go out and, and look at it some more. Hi, I'm Wes. And today I'll be rapping fucks and socks. By Dr. Seuss. Okay. Take it slowly. This book is dangerous. Fox socks, box knocks, knocks in box and fox in socks, knocks on fox in socks in box, socks on knocks and knocks in box, fox in socks on box on knocks. Chicks with bricks come, chicks with blocks come, chicks with bricks and blocks and clocks come. Look, sir, look, sir, Mr. Knox, sir. Let's do tricks with bricks and blocks, sir. Let's do tricks with chicks and clocks, sir. First, I'll make a quick trick, brick stack. Then I'll make a quick trick, block stack. You can make a quick trick, chick stack. You can make a It's just so much fun. He, it's just so great. Like, He's got multiple camera angles. He's holding up the book itself while he's reading through it and rapping and flipping pages, and there's still images of the pages of the book. It's just a lot of fun, and he does... He's done a bunch of different uh, Dr. Seuss books. He's done the One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, The Lorax, Green Eggs and Ham, Fox and Socks. There's a bunch out there that you can go and watch, and I just thought it was a wonderful yeah. thing to, to talk about and explore. It's, it's a nice break. Uh, from the nightmare timeline that we're all living through right now. (laughs) It's a nice use of creativity and time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's just a fun, dumb thing to go and watch and make you feel happy. And like, especially with this Fox in socks one where toward the end of the book, it's this long stream of tongue twistery, things that are throughout the book and he does such a good job like here i'll skip forward to where 
the book gets longer and some of these phrases get longer. Check this out. And when Beatles battle Beatles in a puddle paddle battle in the Beetle battle puddle is a puddle in a bottle. They call us a Tweedle Beetle bottle puddle paddle battle muddle. And when Beatles bite these Beatles in a bottle with the paddle. And it just, it goes on and on. It's just so great. Oh, yeah. I fucking, I could listen to and watch this guy for hours and I, I may have spent a really long time <laughs> watching him yesterday. Like. I actually searched, I, when I first saw him, I'm like, he has to have done green eggs and ham. Like, I always loved green eggs and ham when I was a kid, which is why I hate all foods now. <laughs> so I actually searched that one out, and it turns out he did green eggs and ham. Yeah, yeah, to Dr. Dre. It's just <laughs> so good. I I really, really enjoyed it. I, if you need a break, like if you're just feeling kind of blue or down or desperate or like the world is turning to shit, go and watch some of this guy's videos. Yeah. They're just a lot of fun. It'll make you feel good. And there's really good production quality behind it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like he has fun. He gets into it. He, he dances a little bit while he's doing it. And it's just mm -hmm. it's kooky and fun, man. It's just dumb fun. If you are looking for just dumb fun to make you feel better about the shitty, shitty world we live in sometimes, go and check out some of this guy's videos. Or just be inspired to do your own creative thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do something else that will make people smile. That's always a good idea, too. Well, that'll wrap things up for us today. Thank you very much for joining me, Ryan. Appreciate yeah, you. Thank, well, thank you for allowing me to join you. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I hopefully Matt will be able to join us next week. This week he said he had yeah. some family plans that precluded him from joining us today for the recording. But So we miss you, Matt. Hopefully he's doing well and had fun today. Um, before yeah. we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon patrons. Why don't you start? All right. That'd be Alan first. Christy Kalbuck. Atheist. Steven Andrus. Latimiko Feffi. Two skeptical chepakes. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Ali Olson. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Jeff Peterson. Uh, Megan Mitchell. Tim Jacobson. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. Corey Ebert. Freethinker215 and Apu Nahasapima Petalan support the Philadelphia Ethical Society. Taylor Grin. Yay! Woo! That's the wrong button. Oh. <laughs> So I mentioned that we have this new equipment. I, I got the Rode uh, Procaster. Yep. Yeah. The Rodecaster. There we go. The Rodecaster Pro. It's a lot of fun. It has a lot of cool functionality that I'm still kind of playing with. And it has these fun buttons that I can program different sounds on and stuff and junk. And it'll be, it'll be fun when I get more used to using it and incorporating some of these other functions and stuff. Ideally it would, yeah, yeah ideally we're streamline the show. Yeah. Yeah. It'll help us streamline. Hopefully it'll cut the editing process down to almost nothing when I can get everything coordinated and program the button pads and all of that kind of stuff and junk. But, and, and hopefully yeah. it'll allow us to do other fun stuff in the future that we've been kicking about and kicking down the road because we haven't had the stuff to do it necessarily. So 
and and when we're all back together again, the audio quality should be that much better. Oh yeah, like my my voice on this compared to the old board. I mean, the old board sounded good, but this it's just it's like butter. And I feel bad that you guys. Aren't. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to say that. <laughs> I feel bad that you guys aren't in the studio to to see how great your much better voices would be on this. Yeah, but we're trying to be responsible. Yeah, trying. <laughs> it sucks being responsible adults. We can't be like those other dumb fucks. Yeah, I want to just be a dumb fuck and rage about stupid shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah but uh until next week crucify terrorists leave a review like no like seriously leave us a review yeah it's been a while since we've had a review <laughs> if you're listening to the show if you're a fan of the show if you've been li- you know if you've listened to us for a while if you're brand new to the show go and give us a review that would be awesome and if it's five stars that's even better you should do that because yeah, it bumps up our name in the queue and gets more people Standing. listening, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's a good thing. Go and rate it wherever you can. And... Shit. Matt said something about this time. What did he say? Um, rate, doesn't he do rate the show? No, I do rate the show. Shit. Oh, he does do rate the show. <laughs> no, I do, yeah, he does rate the show. I do leave the review. He rates the show. Wait, isn't that the same thing? No, I say I say crucify stuff, and then I say I say review our shit. Oh yeah, and then his is to no, that's rate the show five times a day towards Mecca. Oh right, right, right. Well, yours there's leave a review and then rate the show. Do we do? Yeah, that's kind of the same thing, well, dude, isn't it? Kind it of. It is. I, we just realized that. Wow. <laughs> Rating the show and leaving a review are basically the same thing. And how ma- how long have we been doing that? And we- it has never occurred uh, to us. Two years, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe we'll have to come up with a different thing now that we've realized that. Holy shit, dude. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, never thought about that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is, I'm surprised nobody else has pointed uh, that out to us either. Like, holy shit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you all very much for listening. We'll chat at you all next week. Have a good one. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe. Seriously, I can't believe that it's yeah, taken us that long to fucking realize that. Yeah. That just clicked in my head, too. I was like, wait. That's the same thing I'm asking them to do. <laughs> because in order to leave a review, you have to rate the show. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>